Hey, Juventini, welcome back to the All UV Cast. This is episode 11 of season four, and it's Champions League week again. Trophies in the house, and we're celebrating a victory. Another one nil victory. I don't care how they come, just keep them coming, baby. We got Cliff and Anthony here to recap the match. Boys, good morning. Good morning, sir. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm really excited to get this one going. And obviously, for the Juve, what a win. Absolutely. Good morning, Gaffer. As always, I'm living the dream. Let's get this baby rolling. I'm just going through the predictions because I see Luca ass. So I apologize if I'm looking down, not paying attention. I'm actually doing work. So let's get her started. Yes, Luca. Always concerned with who won the prediction. I must say, though, I pretty much damn nailed that possession. Whew. I think oh, that's great. the winner. Great. I was like two off. I was like two percent off. On one of the ones I was looking at, it was 57-43, and a couple other ones, it was 58-40-whatever uh, there. Look, I got it, man. Close close doesn't cut it here, Cliff. Yeah. I would like to announce uh, uh, on this show right now, the official prediction winner is uh, is the gaffer. There you go. There, there you go. go. Let's end that conversation. We can move on. Yeah. Vegeta, oh yeah, there's there's uh, someone to keep a, an eye out on the chat here. Love me some uh, DBZ. Okay. Yes. What's yes. up, guys? Alex coming in. Bob. My Watch man, out, though. Ant might think that's always, a baseball player. Always. Thanks. Absolute pleasure to have all you guys here. I hope that everybody, well, everybody <laughs> should be uh, very, very happy this morning, despite reading a lot of uh, frustration out there. And again, we talked about it uh, last one as these started to trickle down. This is the fourth straight 1-0 victory. Um, it's a grind right now, but we're going to talk about is it going to get better or uh, whatnot. But if you don't have the stomach for it, maybe, maybe you just uh, listen to uh, the get recap out. afterwards or whatnot. Get out of here. To enjoy the points. But hey, like I said, to kick off this show i don't care how they come just keep the wins coming all right so for everybody tuning in uh to these uh podcasts on audio get over to youtube um subscribe to the channel and join us in the live chat this is where a lot of the fun takes place and uh if you're into that kind of thing you might uh watch cliff uh do something silly on an episode so don't do Clifford, it don't do don't it, do it. Okay. I'll, I'll do it not yet so let's let's get to this, okay? Um, we get this matchup, and uh, we're going to bring up some of the still shots uh, from this one. Lineup-wise, uh, the nice surprise was that uh, nothing serious involving Delict, and uh, he was in the lineup. Um, it was a weird one in terms of Sandro, because we got, like, earlier reports Sandro wasn't going to be in the lineup, but then it ended up being DeShilio in for Danilo, and uh, just a lot of weird things as far as that goes. Everything else pretty much shaped up as we thought it would. The only couple question marks were, was Artur going to start or was he going to come in later on? He didn't end up starting, which again was fine. And then the other question mark was, is Allegri going to actually deploy a 4-3-3? Because that was also reported. He did. You got Chiesa, Bernardeschi, Morata. You had three in the midfield of Bentoncourt. McKinney finally getting some minutes. And uh, Locatelli, of course. And uh, across the back, Benucci, Delict, Sandro, DeShilio, as we talked about. Of course, Chesney in goal. Um, absolutely no issues with the lineup. Um, yeah, pretty straightforward. We all had to keep in mind, as much as everybody likes to talk about the fact that 
of course, uh, you won, you take it one game at a time. This lineup was definitely good enough to get the result against Zenit, and it also keeps a couple guys uh, ready for the Derby coming up on Sunday, right? So, you guys have any issues uh, on that starting lineup whatsoever? Nope. Go ahead, Cliff. No, no. Well, I think I'll just – I don't want to – I hate to start the discussion with a summary, but that game was basically just eh, – it is what it is. Yeah. Zenit stink. I thought Zenit was uh, better than they, what, what they were. and But, no, they just – as I always predict, they stink. So, on we go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get to uh, the key highlights. And uh, the first half is going to be very, very quick and brief. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, honestly, a dead half at the start um yep. there was nothing in it in the first half uh i think both uh teams really just ex- exchanged uh, a couple opportunities so we'll get to the first one that went to uh, zenit and the strange thing about this one as i talked about in our tactical breakdown video and the match day live is what zenit were juventus gonna see were we gonna see the one that shelled up against chelsea that made life difficult and tried to hit them on the counter the thing that told me we weren't going to see that Zenit was the fact that Zuba was in their lineup because when they try to shell up, they put their fast guys up top and try to hit you over the top on some long balls and they'll cheat one of their wing backs. So the odd thing about this was Zuba was in the lineup. It shaped up in their uh, classic setup uh, where they're a 3-4-3 really um and mm-hmm. i thought okay they're gonna come at us and i like that because that would give us space to operate and hit them and at some point during this thing slowly and surely Juve did get them into their shell and the weird thing was is that zuba remained for quite some time um so yeah it was, hang on zuba's the guy one. zuba's the guy who looks like he's dragging a dead body behind him when he runs right <laughs> Yeah, that was me. Yeah. That's the guy. Okay, yeah. I wasn't. I just wanted to make sure we're talking about the same guy. But yeah, I, I kind of want to reiterate what Al said there. If you haven't checked out his tactical video from Tuesday night, uh, you want to know something? Al? That was really well done because I was watching that before the game, and you know, I, like you said, there wasn't a lot that happened the first half, but you could see exactly what you said in that video. The first six minutes, they went three four three. They were trying to press the back, and yeah. then by Somewhere like it was between the seventh and the twentieth, they just slowly retreated back into that shell. Yeah, and then it, that's that was the first half. And it was very strange. And another thing that I talked about on there was how they use one of their wing backs sometimes to cheat, to cheat getting up there quicker. And they tried to do that, and it was crazy because one of the uh, one of the still shots I used in that breakdown, we saw that in the first 25 minutes about three times where they almost stretched us but that last ball didn't work and it was crazy it was almost like picture perfect matchup of what they were doing and that's because our defense doesn't stink that's because our defense doesn't stink that's why (laughs) i thought allegri was going to switch chiesa up to take advantage of that and i was like man if they're going to cheat off that one side use them there because it'll stretch the whole pitch and whatnot Mm -hmm. but as cliff mentioned too as we were kind of chatting up to this Chiesa was doing his thing on the left. Um, it, still, I don't think he's firing quite as we expect and are used to, but he did his part, and we'll get to all that and player performances and everything, but we'll go through just the, the key highlights. Again, the first opportunity coming uh, to Zenit and off a slip-up from Bernardeschi. Uh, he slips up there and unfortunately falls to uh, Malcolm. Finds uh, the ball to uh, Claudinho there, who takes a hell of a rip. 
that didn't look like it was going to be that challenging. And uh, yeah, it was just odd watching because you're just like, oh yeah, okay, it's right at Chesney. But when you see the reverse angle and the swerve on that thing and uh, how the defenders were kind of in his way, challenging save, challenging save, but uh, he got it. And then Delict, our boy, uh, clears it along there. So we get away with that one. We're okay there. Um, 39th minute and uh, Chiesa ends up going just wide after uh, Lord DeShilio with a cross field uh, ball over to him. And uh, Chiesa does his thing. He doesn't end up missing by much. Okay. Um, he just honestly, didn't. I thought that he one didn't was get that, be that first one. He didn't get that bend on it that he wanted. Yeah. He was in position. Yeah. He, did, he didn't quite get the bend uh, we needed. And uh, 43rd minute, honestly, just half just kind of wraps up with uh, a header being deflected on towards goal and Chesney uh, handling it through a crowd, whatnot. And uh, that's kind of how the first half wraps up. And again, we talked about it. Dead half. Not much in it from either team. Um, we're Everybody's uh, waiting for uh, you know one of these teams to turn it up. In the second half, both teams actually did. Um, and they started off uh, the first 15 minutes, uh, even 20 minutes in that second half. They were exchanging opportunities. And uh, again, what frustrated me was a lot of the opportunities that Zenit were getting were from our own uh, doings. You know, just mm-hmm. loss of possession and whatnot right um 50th minute though a beautiful play by morata this was a great ball this is a great run by mckinney as well and uh you know the keeper came out really really quick mckinney tried to do the right thing he knew he was coming out tries to chip her and uh, ends up getting it uh off the shoulder there uh but a great great play heads up read by morata who actually started off on the left side on that one and run across and Great play. Unfortunate not to score there. I and, think. Uh, I think if we do, you have another one of this. Um, no. Sure. If if not, it's okay. Yeah. You can kind of see there that there could be an excuse made to say one because he hit it first time, right? He didn't control it with. He yes. hit it first time with his left. Could he have carried that pot around the goalie? The goalie did well. He came out. He shut it down pretty quick. He may yeah. have been able to take a touch past the goalie. And yeah. slide it in. I don't know. It's one of those bang bang. One, I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where the composure of a midfielder isn't going to be to the level of a, a goal Number scorer. Nine. Like for me, yeah. if Dybala or Murata get that, they they make that they make that uh, thought in their head. Okay, maybe let me get, try to get by the keeper. Um, but I just don't think McKenny, like with his with his like um, uh, Al said, you know, midfielder, he's not usually thinking on the attack. So he was just thinking, let me finish this. Let me just take a first-time opportunity, which is the right mentality because a lot of this game was they didn't want to pull the trigger. They should have been a little bit more trigger-happy, um, you know, in certain opportunities. So I'm happy he took the shot. Big save. He, from he missed keeper. it by that much. He he hit the goalie right here. Exactly. So it, exactly. it was really that it much. It wasn't that he much. He, he almost finished that. That would have been a beauty, beauty yeah. of a first one to uh, mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, not not the case. Uh, we move on, and uh, we get in the 52nd, actually, a big, big intervention by Bonucci, um, cutting off a cross that would have been a very, very dangerous one. In this one, 56th minute, Claudinho comes very, very close. DeShilio needed to get stuck in there that was his one bad play of the game he that was, was a half-ass tackle right. yeah yeah one time he gets uh his foot wrong uh there he didn't come in as solid as he needed to claudinho gets there and man he did not miss 
by much. Um, just go grazing uh, the far side there. And uh, even Chesney full stretch would have never come close to that one. Mm-hmm. 57th minute, we end up getting a double change. Um, actually, triple because Kulu and Quadrado enter for Sandro and Bernardeschi. And then Artur actually comes in for Locatelli. And uh, we continue on um, 73rd. We get a great cross from, again, Lord De Chilio, master of our crosses, okay? And uh, McKenney does well to get to it. Um, you could see here he just uh, puts a wide, not by much. And this is one of the things I talked about too. Depending on how um, Zenit wanted to play Juventus, if we were going to start to settle for crosses and whatnot, if they were going to get in there, McKenney playing was a good idea because he's good in aerials, right? Morata. Very, very good. And there you go. But uh, unlucky for McKinney on this one as well. Uh, But we get closer. So we were actually, we were talking about this one in the group chat when it happened. If he hit it clean there, like, and towards that back corner, the defender, it may have actually hit the defender. So it's one of those ones where it's like, would it have went in if he hit it clean? Maybe not, but he, he has to do better there. But I'm just, I'm happy that we have that, that we can remind people that even with missing that Portuguese guy, we still have aerial attack in the box. And that and it's McKenney. McKenney's our aerial threat. Yeah. People forget that. Yeah. And Lorenzo bringing up a good point. Might be time to remove the Lord title off to Shilio. Not today, my friend. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, we continue on in uh, 76th uh, minute. King comes in for Morata, 84th. Ramsey for Bentoncourt, and then the 85th. Okay, ball goes across over to Deshilio. Deshilio with another money. You mean ball. Lord Deshilio? Lord Deshilio. Just enough. Just enough. We watch it. Hold our breath. Back post in one nil. At that point, you knew it was done. Max knew so much he didn't even care to watch the final free kick. Let's <laughs> go left. on to Sunday I and look that. ahead to the snakes. Beautiful. I, I Beautiful. just want to say I was screaming when that happened. I was yelling the sweet abroad as soon as he scored that. I was so happy that uh because he's Swedish. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, we, but, we, we yeah. understand. Yeah, we understand. like Ann was giving me a face. I'm like, he's Swedish. I I, I just loved it because that's what Kulu is. I, I think of him as like a <laughs> I think of it as like a super sub because for me, I haven't seen it like from a starting perspective, but when he comes in, he doesn't do a lot in the gameplay, but he has like one or two moments where he changes the game. Like when he comes in as a sub, obviously this one being the goal. Yeah. This one goal does not change, does not change the hate this kid's going to get on Twitter. It won't, unfortunately. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's sad. So... Deshilio from Kush coming in here on the left is immense. Um, and understatement throwing out the beautiful team today, lads. And we love how you doing, having, Paul? Uh, hey, like a year, you big like a coming in from Glasgow. <laughs> and then Luca coming in. I think Max was pissed, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but they all talked about it, even the players after the match. Um, this one was it a great performance? No, not by any means, but again. The mark of a strong team is being able to persevere through that and still find a way to get results. But the summary in this one, yeah, it, it, tough one. Could we have done better? 
Absolutely. I feel we could have done better. Um, possession continues to be something that we give away cheaply. We need to stop that. I think that's Max's biggest frustration with this team. We, we have to absolutely stop that. Now, your guys' summary before we get to uh, our man of the match and player ratings and whatnot. Let's get First, some summaries. Can we get Anto's comment up on here? Can we get it up, please? He knows. He knows. We need to make it very clear. You guys might not like my dance, but Ant should never do a Scottish accent ever again. Fine. I won't. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's get to the summaries, boys. Mm -hmm. Anthony, summarize this one. I mean, we kind of already did. Yeah, it's a a road Champions League game. Uh, If you want to call it a hostile environment, whatever, it's a long way to go. You're just looking for points. Uh, you got a, you got a packed schedule with games, you know, there's a lot going against you. Just, I, I would have been happy with a complete overhaul. I think I said this on Monday, I would have been happy with a complete overhaul of the lineup and coming away with one point, you know, Max, I think he did a good job of, you know, managing the minutes. Um, everyone got out there. It was nice to see Arthur get out there. Uh, but again, it was just like a one, nothing, three points, you know, Take the points and get get on the plane and get the hell out of there. No yeah. injuries, I don't think. I didn't hear anything about any injuries. No. Nope. So uh, yeah, it was it was a weird you know pregame in in the sense that there's nothing really to it was wasn't really an exciting matchup and then it turned out to be not really an exciting game. But yeah, yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, we all kind of predicted uh, a healthier a healthier victory um, from Juventus. And honestly, the elements were there to get that um just lacking a bit of sharpness there we talked a bit about this too and 433 on paper whatnot a little bit awkward and that's when we get into some of the player performances which we'll get into here cliff give us brief uh your thoughts on this one i mean ant didn't leave me any crumbs really like he basically <laughs> uh he basically yeah. you know summarized it perfectly and we we talked about this yesterday in the pre-match um it basically went exactly how we thought um i thought we would hold majority of possession but they were going to, you know, basically shell up. Like we said, they basically cl- put the clamps on the match because they didn't want to concede. They were very content going for a, a nil-nil draw or maybe getting a surprise goal at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but what turned out, DeShilio was putting in great crosses all game. I was like, one of these is going to hit. Um, and then finally, one did hit, and it was the game winner. Uh, so it was, um, you know, a very boring match, like we said. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be super exciting, but, you know, with Allegri's matches, these are some of the matches you're going to see. Like we said, I said this yesterday, this is the classic Allegri style. We're going to be seeing a lot more one nothing, 2 nothing wins. Um, and, you know, you just have to have the stomach for it because I remember in his last season, I was, like, getting so much agita every other match watching the games. But you you knew at, like, the end of the day, you'd find a way to get a result. So yeah. at the end of the day, that's all that matters. But I want to make a quick note, quick note in this one. Malcolm came off. I forget one mi- what minute it was in. But if Malcolm stays on the pitch, um, he was giving us some trouble, Malcolm. So, um, you know, unfortunate that he comes out with an injury. Um, hopefully he's okay. He's had some injury issues in the past. So I just want to, you know, give a shout out to him because he's a talented player. It's just unfortunate to see him go off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So great, great summary. I agree. Everything we're saying. We have Allegri himself in the house. Oh, okay? man. So here we go. The magician Allegri in the house. Everybody listen. Listen to the mister, okay? <laughs> like 
the video, guys. It helps with spreading the channel. Let's go. Take a couple seconds. Like the video. If you're new here, please subscribe to the channel. It's we didn't pay him to say that. We did not pay him to say that. Juventus. All right. So now we've got some more comments coming in here. As we see, it was a perfect game from an overall strategic standpoint, given the bigger match against Inter on Sunday. The team managed their pace very well and conserved for a match on Sunday. Job done. Three points. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, RB comps coming in here. You know, Allegri's cooking when DeShilio's playing like Prime Marcello and Prime <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> I would say it's Prime Lord Maldini. Shilio, please. please. And I'd say Lord Prime Eric, Maldini. Eric coming in here with, I was surprised uh, Chiesa was left on the pitch uh, that long. He's not wrong. Yeah. Interesting, mm -hmm. interesting point. Again, we didn't break through that match until later, and he was the most likely looking anyways to score for Juve, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, but I do I do understand uh, Eric's point there. Um, I think, uh, sorry, I think something that we missed in the first half summary, which was, you know, not much. They ha we had maybe three, there was like three instances where there was passing, we had passing in the box and we just didn't pull the trigger. I know Cliff mentioned it, but... You know, it, maybe the, you know Zenit did a good job of like getting in the way, but it would it just needed that one extra pass or that we made that one extra pass that we didn't have to, and it it was a little frustrating in the first half watching that stuff. I know a lot of people were saying pull the trigger, pull the trigger, but whatever. On we go. One nothing. Yeah, we're but, we're gonna get to that for sure. Real for quick sure. for Kiesa, um, you know, obviously he was making good runs. The only problem I had was he was very predictable. Like the defense knew he was gonna always go on his right foot. Um, but then later, I think it was in the second half, he had one run where he made it look like he was going on his right. He cut back and tried to dribble it up on his left. That's what he needs to be doing more of because he has a technique where he can take it with both feet. So he should try to be a little bit more unpredictable in his movements because if he gets even a, a split second of um, or even a millisecond of room, he can fire that and get a shot on target. So um, he just got to be a little bit more creative in the way he's playing. Yeah. We got a good question coming in here from uh, the mister himself. Um, do you agree that overpraising is as bad as over-criticizing? In my opinion, Chiesa was lost with bad decisions the last couple of matches. I expect top performance from Chiesa on every match. The strange thing is, and we talked about this, um, and this, there you go, previously enlightened buzz. So there you go. He has switched his name to a magician. He pulled now back the curtain. He pulled um, back the curtain, and, uh, and now we know. Yeah, now we know. So that's great. Um, and appreciate all the support. He's always, always in Every here on show. the lives. Love it. So this is interesting. Um, I agree that uh, in the past two, this one included, obviously, and then the previous match, Chiesa was not uh, what we needed. The, the previous match, though, was a little more out of position, I would say, that factored mm -hmm. into it. This one, again... Yeah, did he have decision errors? Absolutely. So did a lot of the team. And again, he still was looking like the most likely to break the deadlock. Um, he didn't get a few shots off correctly. Even with Cliff saying that he was predictable or whatnot and what he was doing, they still couldn't stop it. And even if you know something's going to happen, it's still tough to stop. He's, he's a tricky player. Um, towards the end, he did start trying to take it to his left. The funny thing about Case is that it feels like every time this kid takes a rip and it doesn't work out or it doesn't go in, you just hear all the shouts and you see him always defending the fact that he's shooting. And uh, a couple of the opportunities where I saw guy other players giving him flack, 
I'm thinking, man, if I'm in that scenario, I'm doing the same thing. And I'm taking those shots. I'm taking those attempts, especially in a game like this, where we had other players that were getting into opportunities that weren't taking those hits. Yeah. I'd say you guys aren't shooting. I got to do the shooting. You should be shooting the ball too. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. Uh, but Anthony, you look like you wanted to respond to this comment uh, and question there um, earlier. Is it? Well, uh, do you agree in overpraising being as bad as over criticizing? No, I'm going to overpraise the hell out of people when they deserve it. Uh, but I'm not going to be the overcritical one. You know, if Al, if you and I were overcritical in week three, we would have said season's over. But what do we say? We said wait. Let Max, you know, let Max do his thing. Same with Kiesa. A couple bad games in a row. They play 38 league games plus what? You know, seven, eight Champions League games plus national team games. Like, it's okay to have a bit of a dead spot. It's it's a busy month. Uh, Like you said, he was at a position last game. This game, it's an away game. You know, who knows what's going on? I just... I would just say I'll pump the brakes on that one. But when he if he plays well uh, against Inter on Sunday, he's the greatest player of all time. Not, I'll say that. Oh, and there you have it. Richard coming in here. Allegri should encourage Case at a pass ball team. It's in a better position to score than always shooting at goal himself. Again, it's hard. It's a very, very hard switch, mm-hmm. and it's a dangerous game to play. Yeah, you don't want them asking, to shut that off. When you're asking yeah. some of your killers to try and mm-hmm. shut that off. So it's yeah. it's very, very hard. What Allegri um, does again, if you're looking at some of those scenarios and I'm thinking about myself when I'm playing whatnot, like you're not gonna ask this guy to take those rips away. And and it's hard. And when the game's being played, all players miss opportunities and it's very easy to sit back, watch a screen, pause a moment and say, look at this guy. He's wide open, but in the moment, you know, and you put yourself in those shoes, you can understand why that gets missed. Eric mm-hmm. comes in here saying, I think Kiesa gets fair criticism because of how well liked he is. Understand, as good as he is, he's going to have bad games. All professionals do, and that's okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get to a couple more comments here. Antonio, I understand people want to see a good old 3 4 nothing win, but 1 0 gets you the same amount of points. I'm happy to see this team grow and become more satisfied to suffer together. Progress. Bravo, Antonio. Exactly. Well said. Now, I have a question for all our viewers and our panel. Who is more sensitive, Luca Natale or CR, CR's fan base? No, Luca, we did not ignore your question. Okay, we are getting to the man of the match right now, which is, of course, brought to you by our sponsor, StripedHeartsApparel.com. Check he's them out. Part of the, he's way. part of the team. He knows the, what we do. It's silly. It's silly. So, so his just... question was, does Benucci deserve man of the match so let's get to our player ratings we're just going to get we of course just love doing the man of the match and then the lowest rating cliff kick us off with your man of the match and your lowest rated player so real quick with your question who's more sensitive i'm surrounded by ronnie fanboys um some of my friends are ronnie fanboys and i think luca might be more sensitive than even them um but we're going to move on from that um <laughs> i think for the man of the match i think it goes to lord Dicilio. Because he was putting in good crosses all game, he was good defensively. Besides that one slip up, I thought he was good. Um, he when he made mistakes, he was very quick to drop back and make up for it. Um, I loved his effort. I loved um, what he did out there. My lowest would have to be Bentancur. Um, he just did not look with it out there. He did not look great. Um, I 
I'm going to say this time time again. I just don't think he's good enough to be starting. I would take McKinney over him in a heartbeat. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Anthony, you're the uh, man of the match and your lowest rated player. It's it's hard not to go with DeShilu, but the whole match, I kept commenting to the boys that Delict is an absolute bully. And these past two games, he just he's just like a big kid bullying little kids. So I'm going to go with Delict. Knowing that you know Dishuli had a great game, and I'll, I'll uh, concede that point. But I I love watching number four play, man. It is awesome. It's I'm so happy that we pay him his money, and he's and he plays for us. Uh, lowest rated again, kind of a meh game. It, I would say there was like Dishulio, Delict, and then everybody else. Um, lowest rated, probably probably Sandro. Like he didn't really do like he wasn't really around Sandro. That's right, hmm. You know, he was there. Sandro. Did you know okay. what I mean? Everyone's just kind of all on that same level for me. So I yeah. I'd, I'd just say Sandro. And that's and that's fair. That's fair. So, you know, I look at uh some of the ratings that were going around. For myself, I had it between three. I had it between Dishilio, I had it between Delict and Banucci. We know Banucci got the official man of the match. But I personally did feel that the other two were above him. Um, but I understand the shouts for Benucci. So I personally everywhere. like, and I I seem to flip back and forth. So I'm not even going to give mine because it would be Dechilio, it would be Delict, it would be one of those two. I'm absolutely fine with it. Um, you know, now that I think about it too, kind of edge towards Delict. But again, I was flipping back and forth out of those two. But I do agree with some of the shouts. For Benucci, I saw some shouts for Kulishevsky simply for the game winner, but again, the rest of the performance was too okay. And this is the thing, too, even when you're trying to lay the lowest rating on a player, I think it's hard in a game like this because, like I said, everybody, like a lot of players, were just okay. So to try and separate out of all those players that were just okay, who was the absolute lowest rating? Yeah, it's kind of hard. Um, a lot and of 5. I think fives out there uh, being dished out. Bentoncourt being the lowest. I didn't think it was that rough uh, out of uh, Bentoncourt, to be honest. Um, maybe McKinney if had can... a couple of good opportunities. He didn't. I honestly, I, I saw Locatelli struggle a lot, yeah. uh, immensely, did. especially on the ball, which was very, very. Uh, strange for him but he did settle down he had a point in the match where he settled down and then all of a sudden it was like okay this is okay but he's our golden boy too you can't touch him well is is what it is i i (laughs) I mean i'm gonna keep it uh equal uh standards on everybody when i come out i thought he wasn't at his uh his level Um, but uh benton just just to not fault the kid it just seemed like he was where the ball was all game like he, so is that a bad thing? You know, he he did a lot of work to be where the ball was. So obviously he's going to have more touches on the ball and more occasions to possibly make mistakes. He, but he was he was everywhere. He was all over the place. Him I, and McKenny. I want to say, was it this game or the other game that Artur got the yellow? He um, got a yellow. Yeah, he took a guy down. The that he, like play, right when he came in, he got he gave up a free kick. That was well. The thing is though, that wasn't on him because it was bent on Kudus missed uh you know challenge that caused because if Bentancourt never lost the ball and never had to like miss that if he never missed that challenge that would never have put an art tour in that situation to have to get a yellow card 
Um, because actually, no, I don't think he lost the ball, but there was a guy coming right at him. He literally just let the player run right by him. And then Artur had to cover that space and try to, you know, make a rash tackle. Um, whether we want to say it's yellow or not um, is a different thing. But Bentancourt, if he makes that challenge or at least puts a body in front of him, Artur never takes that yellow so early. So it's just those little things that Bentancourt needs to be better at. Like, he's very liable on defense. He's or maybe Bentancourt figured, you know, Zenit stinks, so I'll just let this guy go past. They're not going to well, score Well, here's one of the things. Like, honestly, if we were going to go in there, I... I would have rated Weston lower than Benta. In this oh no, no, absolutely, no, no, Cliff. No. You need to get over this thing, man. No, like, Al. I, honestly, I will. I will take this to the grave. I think McKinney's a better player. You can take it to the grave. It doesn't change anything. Um, I'll pass you the shovel. Yeah, like I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, Again, whether it's positionally because the four-three-three didn't truly play like that, and Bernardeski was like kind of everywhere on the right, and it made things weird for McKinney. Regardless. He got in good position a couple times. It didn't work out. But outside of that, he really didn't do a whole bunch. Um, and honestly, Bentoncourt, like, okay, did he struggle, have some bad decisions? Again, Anthony touches on something. He was always involved, always involved some way or another. So ah, I don't know. And now you get all the shouts. It's like basically Cliff and Luca against uh, but you everybody know what? else. Think about it, a lot are saying McKinney just simply isn't good enough for that's Juventus. that's just not true that's he's not objectively getting, not he's true. not getting the minutes and honestly mm-hmm. max uh he i don't gets know to play more i think you see a significant difference in not just not technical ability because bentancourt is more technical than mckinney that's obvious but work rate grinta the things that are not tangible he's not going to pass bentancourt for grinta and work rate don't kid yourself cliff <laughs> Oh, yes, you will. McKinney is much better. Not even close. Yes. It's not yes. even no, close. No, he's better work rate-wise. And defensively, no. too. He's a Francisco lot more Francisco would be grabbing his mic right now and <laughs> flapping your screen silly because don't even the one thing about Bentoncourt nobody can take away is the fact that whether he's on a bad game or he's <laughs> on a good game, that guy gives you 120% everything that's in him. Okay. I, I can't agree. I'll with concede. That. Okay, I'll concede that. But if you can't defend properly, then Grinta means nothing. If you can't defend properly, I don't see a great defender in McKenny. He plays center back. It's Schalke. He actually plays center back, though. Yeah, but he playing somewhere defense. and not doing well at it. Okay. I, I just, I, we can have this it. debate to where silly. Okay, you two figure this out. I'm gonna grab a coffee. You guys, let me know when yeah. you guys are done. No, but like we, we have very different thoughts. Al is more pro Bentancourt. I've known that, and I'm more pro McKinney, and that's okay. They're we both can supporting have supporting midfielders. McKinney will get his opportunities. Bentancourt will get his opportunities again. <laughs> I see a lot of guys in our midfield that really can't share the pitch yeah. together. We need to keep them separate and whatnot. Um, those two, I think. So, but again, you're going to have matches like this where Anthony says, you just got to go in there, get a result and not worry so much about what you're doing fundamentally as yeah. far as the setup. Now yeah. let's get going to, uh, that was fun, by the way, <laughs> the man <laughs> of the match recap, that one got a little good. Cliff, is that what we were Cliff talking is gonna about? Die on the McKenny Hill. I like that. <laughs> I will. So, I will. We got to talk about this because they're, again, we're used to this when we hear about Allegri and now that's four, one nil wins in a row rack them up a lot of fans that are frustrated and for me i just summarized this game and said hey enjoy any and all victories winning is all that matters okay 
I do want to see the team take that next step. I believe they can take the next step. But right now, for where we are, I'm happy. And the reason is, is because I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought when Allegri came back, the first thing he would do is have the team playing better. And then the mentality and the identity would kind of form from there. I've almost seen it kind of flip. And we've kind of got that we're going to suffer and get the results at all cost mentality. And the play is what needs to take that next step. How do we take the next step is the question to you guys. Is it always going to be a grind? I don't believe it's going to always be a grind like this. And I believe things will turn around. Possession continues to be our one downfall where we give it up too cheaply. Dybala is going to be huge. Dybala mm-hmm. is going to be huge. He's a big key for us. Arthur and Locatelli, they were split up yesterday. Moving forward, I see them together, which is going to be huge for us. How do you guys think we take the next step? Anthony. You want me to start? Okay. Can we highlight RB Comps' latest comment there, please? Because that's some that sums it up really good. If you want entertainment, go to the circus. This is a business and we need wins. One nothing wins. Now, where were all these people? Were they, are these the same people that were complaining week two when we when we lost to Empoli or whatever that game was? See, I even forgot the results of those games because it's a it's a completely different team. It's a completely different outlook. It's, uh, you know, same players, different team, like you said, different mentality. Uh, this is how it's going to be, you know, whether you like it or not. If you don't like it, you know, just get out because we're going to we're going to grind out wins. Uh, some are going to be pretty. Some might be exciting and most aren't. But, you know, if you want to get back to the top of the mountain, it's going to take one step at a time. And 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 he's shown that in the past eight games, eight, is it eight. Uh, um, yeah, it's eight unbeaten. unbeaten. Eight yeah. undefeated. So uh, I love it. I'm I'm in. I'm all in for it. However they come, because I remember what it was like last year and the first two three games of this season. People seem to have a short memory. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go. I want to yeah. go off of that. Um, so true with all of this. I think like going forward, this is the system, and I'm gonna go out on a limb. This is a bold prediction, and that's okay. I think the max goals, no pun intended, the max amount of goals we will see this season. And any Juve match this season will be three goals. I think that is the ceiling of what we will see from this team. I think that is the max output we will see. Um, Allegri doesn't like to push the, his foot on the gas a lot. If he scores a few goal, if he scores up to three goals in a match, he is happy as can be, and he will sit back the rest of the match if he scores three goals. I think that's the max amount of goals we'll see in any Juve match this season. It's just going to be a lot of one nothing, a lot of two nothing wins. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. It is. Um, I still say, I still say this team will evolve and make a shift. There's too much talent for it not to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, I think honestly, the biggest thing was stop conceding all these goals. Mm-hmm. The team has done that. The other facet was play with a maximum level of focus and determination for 90 minutes for two plus seasons we were dropping 40 to 60 minute performances okay and now you've got a good stretch of 90 minute performances yeah, and no bad halves you know? not a bad half i can't remember last time we had a bad half yeah like it's it's honestly like that shift is that's a big big turnaround i don't think 
like, and I get it. And if it happens and it, we get these grinds again, as long as we're getting the results, it's okay. But I think with the players we have, it's going to get better and it's going to click. And again, one of the biggest reasons that I feel this way is that's two matches in a row now where key guys were not up to the standards that they've set for themselves. Um, we're talking about Chiesa not performing up to his abilities, which we've seen, and his level. Quadrado is now on a couple, and Quadrado's a key contributor to Juventus, and he's on a couple down performances by his standards. And with these guys, it's not going to be like that. You know, like these are these are off games for them um, by their standards. As these guys pick it up, as Dybala enters the fold, now with our tour back in the fold, we'll have our grinds in there. But I honestly think there's another, a whole nother level of untapped potential that this team, they'll hit it. They'll hit it. That was Max's one kind of downfall that towards the end were that had the fans frustrating is that the team could never take the next step, could never go through the gears. Okay. And I just don't see that happening again. I think Max finds a way to tap into everybody right now. He's pulling the right strings too, as far as man management. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just, I see it. I see it coming. If it stays like this though, I'll take one win, one nil wins all season long. Everyone. Okay? straight through till we hoist this bastard behind me okay so with that we'll get to uh, a bit of the topics around so champions league three wins okay out of the three matches we had nine points one more clinches qualification for the knockouts fantastic job okay i'd like to also take this moment to congratulate uh record breakers milan on not winning a group stage game for three consecutive uh, Champions League group stage matches. Um, massive, massive props. Wonderful. Milan. Congratulations, record breakers. All right. And, yeah, we got to have some fun. We got to take some shots. I hope, Ruizinho, you're watching. Magnificent <laughs> bastard. Okay. Now, Champions League, we're wrapped up. We're going to start looking ahead to the Derby d'Italia. Okay. Big, big match. Big, big match. Another moment, another opportunity for Juventus to instill the fear in the rivals. Okay. What are we expecting here? What are we expecting in this one? It's going to be cagey. Go ahead, Cliff. 100%. Um, I think Al hit it best. It's going to be a cagey match. I think this is going to – I spoke on this on another pod last night. Um, it's going to be a really tough match. And people are going to get mad at me for saying this. My heart, I want Juve to win. Of course I want you. But I also have to think about this from a tactical standpoint. You have to think about this realistically. But I think Inter I think Inter have a very good chance to win this as well. Um, I think Inter could win this 2-1. We have to be very, very, very careful. Because they have the depth. They could bring in guys off the bench, and they're just as competent as the guys in the starting lineup. I think we'd be kidding ourselves if we said otherwise, because they're a talented side. Um, and Lautaro playing off Jacko, you have two very different players, but who play very well off of one, one another. Um, and then you have Correa coming off the bench. He's a very, very good technical player, very similar to Dybala in some senses. Um, so, but I do think out the back, defensively, we match up very well with them. 
with very good defensively. I expect it to be a very low-scoring match, um, 2-1, or either way. It could go either way with this one, but I think 2-1 is going to be the result that stands. An Inter led by Conte makes me a little more weary than an Inter led by Inzaghi. That's fair. That's uh, Honestly, like I don't see them being as concerning as they were last season, especially with no Lukaku. That's just how I personally feel. I don't take away anything that you're saying, Cliff, because, yeah, I mean, they are I still do. up there in the table and whatnot, and they're doing well, but it's a different feeling team. And it honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't concern me as much as, uh, as uh, the Conte-led <laughs> Inter did. Anthony, your thoughts? What are we talking about here? <laughs> like, what are we talking like, Korea? Like, the guy who's done nothing ever against Juventus. Like, uh, I, like what are we talking about here? It's Losing Conte was the biggest loss for them. And, you know, whatever. Uh, the other guy there, Lukaku. They, this is not the same Inter team as last year. Don't kid yourselves. They lost that that bite last year. They had that bite, and that's the, that's what Napoli has now. They have that that edge where they're going to grind out wins. That does not exist anymore with this Inter team. I think they stink, and I don't think this game's even going to be close in the second half. The first half is like you said. The Derby Italia is always going to be a grind. It's going to be cagey, but no, this one's going to be two three nothing. Once we get rolling, Inter is not the same are you, team. Are you kidding Two me, dude? or three? Nil. Come on, yeah. man. You're, you're, I don't think what they're are the you, same What team. are you drinking I really this morning? I really put, don't think they're the put same some team. some whiskey in your coffee this morning? My God. I tell you what, man. I, I hope he's right. I would love it. Well, I hope he's right. Yeah, of course. I hope that. we went three I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, tight. I think it's going to be tight. But, I mean, if it's 1-0 late and then you you get a, another one and make it 2-0, yeah, it's not crazy to think about. Handanovic is still their goalie, right? That That's still their goalie? Oh, hey, Chesney yeah. hasn't been phenomenal either. What? Ooh, he's turned around quite you know, He's turned it around, but he still had – Get him out. Had, he still had some get iffy out. moments. He's had some iffy moments. Let's let's not pretend like he hasn't been shaky at times. So I think this is a very well-matched-up uh, game. I think this is going to turn out to be a really exciting – not like this one. It's not going to be boring. It's going to be extremely Cliff. exciting. Good thing Cliff I wasn't on that pod last night. Cliff dropping takes and looking like he's uh, held up at gunpoint, throwing the hands up here. He's just like, hey, guys. No, no, no. no, no. I just... will never give Inter credit for anything. Never. Yeah. You know what? I just got to be I got to be the objective one on the show, guys. I got to be the level-headed one. No, it's all it's all good. So Lorenzo coming in here saying another 1-0, making it okay. five in a row. Uh, Steel Juve, uh, Antonio with uh, this game has a draw written all over it. I'll uh, talk with Antonio privately after this. Expecting <laughs> the goal from Paolo in the I 80 can see that. 82nd minute. So Paolo, uh, of course, uh, not sure if he's going to start. Not sure if he's going to start, but he should be at least available, okay? And uh, we've got Hassan coming in here saying, if it's in Allianz Stadium, that we will win 3-0. So it isn't. It's, uh, it's away. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's away. I will confirm uh, right now quickly for everybody. I and do want is. to I wanna say real quick, Al, um, and I want to pose this to you guys. Over, under on minutes for Dybala, 30 minutes. Over, under, what are you taking? Under. Under, okay, I'd go under, but just slightly. Yeah, just somewhere in the seventieth. Yeah, seventy, sixty-fifth, seventieth minute. Alex P two nil UV. Alex, it my boy, a breeze. Alex on the Anthony train. I like, it. I like it. Okay, now 
we kind of covered that. We're just looking forward to it. But of course, we have our match day lives. We'll have our tactical breakdown. So we'll get a lot more in depth. One of the surrounding topics today, as I see floating around, is that uh, Kilini and Benucci have recently spoken out on uh, the whole Ronaldo situation. And also, all or nothing, Juventus is finally coming out, okay, in November. The trailer. Don't ruin it for looks, me. Don't tell me what good. happens. What? Don't tell me what happens. Don't ruin it for me. Take it easy. Now, here we go. Chiellini and Benucci speaking out on Ronaldo's situation and him leaving and them being honest about the team, how they felt, and potentially it, it kind of somewhat implying that it had something to do with uh, some weird emotions and feelings maybe resulting into a slow start or an off-putting start. And of course, why well, pose the question? Who's more insecure earlier? Of course, now this, the uh, words being spoken that they are snakes. Why say that he has no chance to defend himself? All this nonsense. That does not make them snakes. Okay. This is the most ridiculous thing I've seen reading from one of the most insecure fan bases ever. Look, it's they can tell you and give you an inside look onto what was going on at the time. Nobody, absolutely nobody, regardless of the rumors that we um, circulate and we listen to and we hear and we read, nobody but nobody can paint the picture than the people actually involved, okay? And they're saying that, yeah, it was odd. Maybe when a guy shows up to training camp, regardless, because I know that the one defense they have is that he let the team know in May that he was looking for alternatives. Okay. Regardless, you've come back to camp. You're very, very short period away from starting the season. It's going to have an effect. He's Cristiano Ronaldo and Chiellini and Benucci are not wrong for saying something like that. Even if it implies that that's my personal opinion. Other People need to also go further and read the full interview if you're going to lose your mind over something. Because Chiellini also said that he understood why Cristiano did it because he's looking at the now, which makes sense in his situation and not the future, which is the project that Juve is currently orchestrating, trying to build something that will be sustainable for years to come. So if you read that, it's perfectly fine what they said. They're just blowing a gasket. I want to get your guys' take on uh, all this. Well, I didn't read the article, so hopefully I can uh, I can pick it up later. But just based on, on what we're going on here, um, Ronaldo is like his own universe. And yeah. when this sort of planet comes into your, you know, comes into your area, it's just, it's just going to do its own thing. It creates its own noise. And um, I don't think anyone has ever spoken badly about Ronaldo as a person. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything that said he's a bad teammate or he, you know, you know, he put himself, you know, before teammates, like specifically. I think it's just his his orbit just takes up a whole bunch of just like a tornado, just sucks in everything else and uh, media attention and. Uh, um, you know, just the noise that, that it creates. So, um, and obviously when he leaves, it's going to create more noise as well. And, and 
And the team, like as a teammate, you're going to have a different mentality when a player like that is on your team. So then when he leaves, it leads a void. What you're obviously going to ask, well, what the hell are we going to do now? Yeah. You know, even though you have Max, that's going to say, this is what we're going to do. Well, you still have doubts. Um, but you can see that I think the team has really overcome that, but not over problem with, I don't think they're speaking out. I think, like you said, they're just kind of explaining yeah. what, you know, what it was like. And the other thing is we have to be realistic and Max spoke to it too. He made errors in not understanding who he could use in what roles. And there was some definite lineup issues that we could spot a mile away, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he called himself on it. So I think the couple things, it's easy to see why Juve started off out of the gate kind of slow. Cliff, let's get your thoughts on just kind of this discussion quick. Zero problem with what they said. Um, yeah. And I've been saying this from the beginning. Um, Ronaldo is go- one of the GOATs, one of the best players of all time, uh, without question. Like Ant said, no problems off the pitch, no problems with like you know getting into fights. But when you look at him on the pitch, objectively – you watch him play when he doesn't get the ball. He like is like, why didn't you give me the ball? Pass me the ball. Like it revolves around him. And you need some of your best players to have that mentality to give me the ball and want to shoot. But sometimes he was always asking for it. The play revolved around him. The play was going through him when it should have been a lot more free flowing. And that's why Juve had some of their problems. And like you said, the media attention always surrounding him. It was a big cloud over Juventus. Um, Juventus have not had. I would say such a polarizing figure in their squad in a very, very long time. Um, and I ever. think it was ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. Ever. We've had um, big ones, but not, not this big. Not to not to his level. Panji brings up a great point too, actually. And the media put out what the question is too sometimes. Because even that paints a different perspective, mm-hmm. right? So he's got a great point there. Um, but again, it's just a lot of misunderstanding and Really, I said this a long time ago, and it was, you know, taken in whatever context that fans wanted to take it, but I always said it. We believed we were ready for that missing piece. We found out we weren't. Mm -hmm. And even throughout it, you know, not supporting him properly, all that, we just weren't set up to have him at that point in his career, which is a big luxury. It's a luxury to have a finisher like that. We just we just weren't set up for it. This was right? two seasons, two or three seasons too late. If they it, had this Ronaldo in the past team, they would have won the UCL every UCL. Just, yeah, it was the right guy. It's just wrong time. And the other thing is too, I and I I still stick by this. I remember saying this at one point, like towards the end of Allegri's first tenure. And I remember the backlash. And everything and just being, you know, whatever, just people having crazy reactions to it. But I said, the one issue that Juve had at that point was a fading identity. And I always had this belief that Max Allegri, after the first season with Ronaldo, knew. He didn't, and this was taken the wrong way because they thought I was saying that Max wanted Ronaldo out. No, that's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say is that I believe Max knew how hard it would be to create an identity with that persona at Mm -hmm. the team. And I do believe he asked for a revamp in players to support him. But I also believe that he wanted to 
tighten the reins, so to speak, on that persona in order for the good of the team. I think there was difference of opinions there on the Ronaldo project. And I think eventually Nedved Paratici, like the flash in the pan type thing always took over the 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 financials, the branding and any and everything kind of took away from the club aspect. And I was not surprised when Max came back that all of a sudden you started to hear um, the, the talk about Dybala is going to be um, the captain, you know, and he's going to be the focal point of the project. All of a sudden you start getting a couple preseason games and you get um, a certain somebody off of free kicks and whatnot. And you start to slowly see this divide being created. It was no surprise. I wasn't surprised. Were you? Nope. And I think it was for the best. I think it was for the best for both you know, parties to part ways. It came late. It came way too late, in my opinion, but in most people's opinions. But I think Dybala is the right person to make the focal point going forward because he's a creative-minded player. He can score goals. He can assist. He does everything up front. It's just about staying healthy because he's the type of player you want to build around. Yeah. I was very worried when he left because it blew up all my preseason predictions. Like that hurt. That hurt a lot. That you know, it did no, hurt the made me look like an idiot. You said I was, in there, I'm, I'm, I was in there too, and on a on a couple there for uh, Ronaldo. But yeah, I mean, again, it's just uh, I don't think the match was truly ever there, you know. And I think honestly, if you look back on the tenure, you know, and the it's it's just a strange. It's it was fun. It, it, it was fun. Like you're all it's pumped a- up. You got this new toy and then you're like a kid, you know, you kind of get bored of it. And it just wasn't that, that match. It just, it just wasn't there. Right. In terms of Dybala, I think the last couple games have showed his importance to the side, especially trying to break down uh, very organized teams, which I will give credit to Zenit. They were very, very organized and structured. Hell, they held Chelsea, you know, Chelsea needed the same thing, a header from Lukaku to break through um, later on in that match. So, yeah, it's uh, he's big for us in breaking these teams down. Chiesa, Delict, big-time focal points for this Juve moving forward. Ronaldo, right guy, bad timing. Bad, bad timing. Pandemic played a huge factor. But I always had that theory about Allegri and after that first year with Cristiano Ronaldo. So it's interesting. But these comments come out from Chiellini and Bonucci. We can't take too much out of it. Can't take too much out of it. They're just shedding some light on what was going on behind the scenes. Nobody needs to get too fired up about it. Okay. Now, guys, again, awesome. Always awesome discussing a victory, especially in the Champions League. Close to qualification there, okay, for the knockouts. Big, big game coming Sunday, okay. Cliff giving a little too much respect than we'd like to see, but that's okay. That's okay. Anthony shutting it down immediately as he does. I love it. I love it. Everybody who joined the live, fantastic having you all aboard. Enjoy the victory. Okay. And then we're going to start getting ready for uh, Inter. Okay. Tactical breakdown video will be coming. And of course, match day live. All right. And we'll have some. Might have some special guest appearances from an Inter fan, and we might have to put them through the ringer. All right, so I'm not available. You're gonna want to be live for 
that one. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Anthony, Cliff, always a pleasure. Again, if you're listening to the audio on this, get over to YouTube channel, subscribe. And everybody that's here now, like the video. It takes a couple seconds. means a lot and helps the channel out. And please share. Share all the content and let's continue to grow this amazing community that we have at All UV Cast. All right. Forza Juve, Pino Alafina. Till next time. Ciao.